If we were to think about it, if we were to pray about it, if we were to discuss it with each other, I think we would all come to realize that one of the most difficult things, if not the most difficult things that's demanded of Christians is something that we're all familiar with, but we don't really think that much about if we're lucky. And it has nothing to do with wrestling with the truths of the church. It has nothing with church teaching. It's not trying to understand the Eucharist. It's not defending the faith against those who attack us. It has nothing to do with any of that. The hardest thing that is demanded of Christians, of disciples of Jesus Christ, is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiving someone. Because we tend to tell ourselves this lie that, oh, just forgive and forget. What a load of baloney. Forgiving and forgetting does not exist for human beings. It exists for God. I think it was St. Faustina. She asked Jesus in one of the visions. She said, Jesus, if this really is you, what was the last mortal sin that I confessed? And Jesus said, I don't remember. It's not that Jesus had amnesia. He's not forgetful. But he willingly dismisses our sin when we go and ask for his mercy. God forgives and forgets if you want to see it that way. But that's not the case for human beings. Forgiveness is the most difficult thing that can be asked of us. And yet it's not a suggestion. It's not just this pie in the sky idea. It's not some theory that Jesus wants us to try. He demands it. You forgive, period. I forgive you. You go and give that mercy to other people. But they don't deserve it. I know. If they deserved it, it would be called justice, not mercy. But I tell you to go and forgive as you have been forgiven. And there's a reason for that. But when we deal with this idea, this issue, this challenge of what forgiveness is, we need to understand what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. So what forgiveness is not is a justification. For me to say, I forgive you because you hurt me of this thing is not me saying, it's okay that you did this. You know, you were actually right in the first place. It's my fault. That's not what forgiveness means. Forgiveness is also not forgetting about it. Oh, I forgive you, so let's just pretend that thing in the past, it didn't actually happen. We're okay. That's not actual forgiveness. That's sweeping it under the rug, and that's how things fester and build up and then explode somewhere else in life and cause all kind of other issues. What forgiveness is not is just saying, it's okay, let's pretend it didn't happen and just keep on moving on. That's not actual forgiveness. So if that's what forgiveness is not, what is forgiveness actually? Well, what forgiveness is ultimately is freedom. Forgiveness is freedom. If we are forgiven of our sins, of course, we're free from our sin. Yes, it's very easy to understand when we go to confession, when someone forgives us, when there's a certain debt that is relieved of us. We feel that relief and there's a freedom that we experience. But what about the other side of it? Well, if I forgive someone, what that means is that I'm releasing them of whatever power, authority, hold on me they actually have. Whether they know it or not, whether they even want that or not, whether they remember what they did and it's affecting them or not. If I forgive someone, it releases them. Willingly, I am releasing them of whatever hold they have on me. Whatever power, authority, hurt, woundedness, whatever it is, I'm giving myself that freedom. Now let me pause and clarify, this is not some new agey self-help book. Oh, just choose freedom, choose happiness, choose whatever, insert name. None of that is real. But to forgive is actually allowing ourselves to be free from whatever hold they have, and this is why. What the Catechism says is forgiveness is a vital participation 
a vital participation, a life-giving participation coming from the depths of our heart in the holiness and the mercy and the love of our God. Forgiveness is a life-giving participation coming from the very depths of our heart, participating in the love, the mercy of God. If we participate in that love and in that freedom, how could we have anything other than freedom for ourselves? Now, no, that's not going to mean we feel free all the time. It's not just going to mean all of my problems are going to go away. It doesn't just undo the woundedness and the pain. It may still hurt. Chances are it probably will. I don't know what pain is in your life. I don't know what woundedness has been caused to you. But I challenge you, and I won't back down by saying you have to forgive that person, those people, that circumstance, whatever it is. I can give the best homily possible in forgiveness, but that's not going to make anything any easier. Nothing makes it easier. What makes it possible is the grace of Almighty God. What makes it possible is receiving mercy ourselves in the confessional. What makes it possible is receiving the Holy Eucharist, the body, the blood, the soul, and divinity of our Lord Himself, who is mercy incarnate, who gave Himself that freedom, who gave us that freedom. That's what makes it possible. Don't shy away from that. Yes, it's going to be difficult. It's going to hurt. But forgiveness is that life-giving participation in that love that the Lord has for us, has for the person who hurt us, and wants that for them. Why is that important then if it doesn't just mean that we're going to make up and pretend everything is better? Well, forgiveness and reconciliation are two very different things. When we go to the sacrament of reconciliation, we are reconciled. We're forgiven of our sins so that we can be face-to-face, heart-to-heart with our Lord again. Fully, freely. But I bet you if you think back in your life, there's someone, something that has wounded you, unfortunately. Maybe it was something small, maybe it was something traumatic. And you will never get the opportunity to reconcile with that person. That does not mean you shouldn't forgive That doesn't mean you shouldn't make this act of the will to release them from whatever it is that holds you back. Forgiveness is participating in that love and that life of Jesus Christ. But the reason it's important is because it turns our heart to intercession. Interceding for that person. Now it takes on a whole different challenge. I can get myself to the point of forgiveness of this person, whatever they did, but to actually want to pray for them? to want to intercede for them, to actually love them, to want what's best for them. This is when we get into what happened last Sunday when this whole, you can't judge me, only God can. Well, yes, God only can judge. And He does, and He will. And we'll be judged on that. Lord, I don't know what you want for me or this person, but I am going to forgive them because, number one, you told me to. Number two, I want what's best for them, and I know you want that for them as well. We have to put ourselves in these places where we can forgive. The Catechism goes on to say, the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit, when my heart is wounded, when I've been sinned against, when I need to forgive someone, when I offer my heart to the Holy Spirit, it turns injury into compassion. Injury into compassion. What sense does that make? We get that word compassion, compassio, meaning suffer with. You're going to suffer anyway because of the woundedness, unfortunately, that that person in their human weakness and frailty caused to you. Why not use that suffering, like Jesus used his suffering, for the good, to bring life, a vital participation in the life of God? Again, forgiveness is that. 
When we offer ourselves, our, our very hearts, to the Holy Spirit in woundedness, it turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory of that pain in transforming the hurt into intercession. When I choose to forgive someone, no matter what they have done, no matter how many times they've offended me, no matter how deep the wound is, no matter how long it has been in my life, no matter what the case is, really, no matter what, when I choose to forgive, I'm choosing to participate in the life of God and to allow my heart to be healed, to be brought from this pain and this woundedness to this place of intercession. You will always have the scar. My body is full of them because we were brutal little kids but I'm healed. Those are reminders of what we were able to do in freedom. Those scars that we feel when someone sins against us and we choose to forgive by the grace of God is proof to us that God is real. God's grace is real. God's power is real and he is present and wants that for each of us. Forgiveness is not easy, but it is crucial if we hope to get to heaven. Every time you think of the pain, this person, these people, these circumstances, whatever it is that you need to forgive, every single time it comes to mind, pray for the grace to forgive. That is what Jesus means. How many times should I uh, forgive them? Jesus, seven? That's a lot, but I can do it. I'm willing, Peter says. And Jesus says, no, 77 times, over and over and over and over again. I have to make a distinction. There's a big difference between holding a grudge and not being able to forgive yet. When you hold a grudge, you willingly hold yourself in this place where I can freely forgive this person, but I'm going to choose not to because I hope this hurts them, which is dumb. Let me just put that out there. But if you are holding a grudge, please give yourself freedom. Please turn to the Lord and give that person grace. You never have to speak to them again if you won't want to. If the Lord doesn't invite you to that, you're still called to forgive. But if you find yourself this morning in a place thinking, that all sounds great, Father, but I just can't yet. God bless you. And that's okay. It's okay. Forgiveness takes time. It's not just an instant thing. God forgave instantly. He forgives instantly. In the confessional, on the cross, Jesus gave his breath, handed over the Spirit, and it was done. But for us, it takes time. Give yourself the time. Be patient and gentle with yourself, with the Lord. Let Him move you to this place of this vital participation in this forgiveness, this mercy, this love. If you're not there yet, continue to pray to the Lord for that grace to do so. If you are there and say, I'm not going to forgive them because I don't want them to be forgiven, stop poisoning yourself. Love yourself and love them enough. Love the Lord enough to take a step back and say, you know what, Lord, this is your job. Forgiveness is not easy, but oh, is it crucial? Is it vital? Is it necessary for a disciple of Jesus Christ? Every time that thought comes into your head, seven times, 77 times, six billion and one times, forgive. Remind yourself interiorly that in this moment of pain, I'm going to pray for this person, for their holiness for their peace. Whatever woundedness that they had that caused my woundedness, I'm going to pray for that, for their healing. That, brothers and sisters, is what the Lord means when he says, forgive from your heart. 
not just, oh yeah, it's okay, I forgive you, we're just going to pretend it didn't happen. That is bull. Forgive in sincerity. Forgive in love. Forgive from the heart. Forgiveness is this life-giving participation in the life of God, and He so desperately wants it for each and every one of us. When we see it that way, maybe it becomes a little bit more possible in our minds. Easier? No. But possible? Absolutely. Don't be afraid. Don't shy away. Lean into the woundedness of the Sacred Heart and let Him revitalize you. Let Him heal you so that you too can offer that forgiveness, not seven times, but over and over and over again. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit www.ctklsu.org.